Have you ever thought that joy isn't a feeling? That joy is actually a choice? We hear a lot of people tell us to be happy. We hear a lot of people tell us that we need to fill our lives with joy. We need to be an upbeat, awesome person so that other people want to be around us. And a lot of times though, it feels like we don't have any joy. We don't have the experience of that, of that happiness that we think we should have. And we keep wondering, why do we not have it? Somebody's not giving it to me. Well, it's not that way. If we're going to have joy in our life, is a choice that we have to make. And this week on Connecting the Gap, we're going to continue our discussion we started last week about the promises of God right after this. Well, welcome again to another episode of Connecting the Gap. I'm Daniel Moore. Thank you for joining me this week. Again, uh, go to my website, connectingthegap.net. It's got all of my podcasts on there, and the link to my weekly blog is there as well. So if you would also like to have about a three to four minute read of some inspiration from my mind and God's Word as the Spirit leads me, then go check that out on my blog. And again, that's all at connectingthegap.net. We're continuing our discussion that we started about three weeks ago on The Great Divide. And this week, we are continuing and picking up from last week uh, where we were talking about the promises of God. So last week we talked about the fact that God is the true author of love, that he gives us the love that we will not be able to find anywhere else. He also gives us that satisfaction in our life when we feel so discontent and we feel dissatisfied with everything that we do because we're always trying to satisfy ourselves within our own means instead of allowing God to come in and fill those voids. And then we also talked about freedom last week. Do you feel free in your walk with God or do you feel like you're being held back as we've discussed about this life being a, a camping experience going up a mountain we carry this backpack into this life with lots of baggage that we really need to shed and we have a hard time doing so um, as you think about all of those things in your life where's that that freedom at that you've expected from Christ. Do you feel like you have it or do you feel like you're still being held back? Go back to last week and you'll be able to catch up on all of that on those three subjects um, in last week's podcast. This week, we're gonna be starting off with another promise that God gives us. And the first one that we're gonna be talking about today is joy. As I was talking there in the intro, a lot of times I think that we feel like that joy should just be handed to us on a silver platter and when life doesn't go the way that we want it to and we don't experience happiness and joy like we should i think we have a tendency sometimes to forget that joy is a choice it's not something that's just going to be handed to us it's it's a choice that we have to make sometimes we mistake happiness for joy happiness though is actually something different than what joy is happiness is something that depends on our circumstances what the Bible promises us is enduring joy that lasts through the ups and downs. If you go to Psalms chapter 16, verse 11, it says this, You will show me the path of life, and your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Can you even imagine what the fullness of joy in your life would look like? Does that sound too good to be true to you? When you think of your 
current circumstances and the life experiences that you've been through, do you think that you really can't have a joy? Because as we, as I stated just a while ago, we have our happy moments, but our happiness doesn't last a long time. Happiness usually comes because something's done, somebody's done something great for us or something wonderful has happened to us. We've been able to see someone that we truly love dearly that we've not seen in a long time. Those create happy moments. But a joy is something, as the word says, is enduring. It's something that stays inside of us through thick and thin. It's something that stays inside of us and goes nowhere regardless of what happens to us in our life. And the truth of the matter is, it's not too good to be true that we have this enduring joy in our life. The truth is, joy is not just an emotion we feel only when things are going well in life. If we look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, it actually tells us that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. This means that God is the source of all joy. If it's part of one of the fruits, I don't know if you've ever thought about it this way, but the fruits of the Spirit, those come from God. Those come from the Holy Spirit. Those are things that are birthed by God into us. It's not something that is man-made or created. Because he has chosen to make his joy available to us, it is actually something that we can choose to experience if we follow him. Joy isn't just a feeling, it is a choice. That is why the Bible can instruct us to rejoice always. You'll find that in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. If joy were simply an emotion, that command would make no sense. The truth is, our joy level will always follow our perspective if we choose to dwell on all the bad things that are going on in our lives, it won't matter how many good things there are, we will have little joy. All the bad stuff will always overtake all the good things because we're going to feel like we're constantly being bombarded and we're constantly being attacked. And it's hard for us as humans sometimes to get past that idea that we're just having a horrible life. That everything that we get, maybe we think we deserve it. Or whatever it may be but it's hard for us to have a joy sometimes when we're being bombarded by all of these bad things however if we continue to focus on all the good things in our lives or being positive in other words that's something that my wife says I have a hard time doing because I like to dwell on the negative and <laughs> that is kind of true to an extent I have to kind of watch that sometimes but if we can focus on all the positive and the good things in our life even in the midst of those hard times we're going to experience the joy of God we're still going to have that inside of us, and we're going to go into this like my wife does, thinking that, you know what, regardless of what's happening, something good is going to come out of this. And we constantly have a joy in that relationship. That's why in Psalm chapter 16, verse 11, it says, The fullness of joy is found in God's presence. As we spend time in God's presence and submit to His leadership, God will transform our perspective. He will change our understanding of what is, what is important in this life and what is important in eternity. The unimportant things of this life will no longer destroy our happiness. We let so many bad things and so many bad choices become our destiny. We let those things come in and create who we are and we let those things dictate the person that we become. But that is not the way that it should be. If we keep this joy inside of us that God has birthed there and we continue to let that make a difference in our life, then we're going to find out that our eternity that we have in front of us is going to change. The path that we take is going to change and we're going to start going on that path to that eternal joy that we're going to have someday in heaven. When God transforms our perspective, we begin to see life differently. 
and fullness of joy becomes a reality for us even when our circumstances are bad and I know you might be sitting there saying you know what that's that's crazy because every time you know every day that I wake up is just a bad day for me you know it seems like nothing ever goes right no matter what choices I make they're always wrong um, you know I'm never getting lucky or blessed or however you want to look at that um, you know with things going right in my life or that kind of thing and you know I just truly don't believe that but the whole fact of the matter is God knew you were going to go through all of that stuff before you went through it and God has made a path for you to get out of those situations and to be bigger and better than all those bad things that happen in your life we just have to keep that joy inside of us that God gives us, understanding that He is in control. And He walks by our side through those valleys. In Acts chapter 5, verse 40 and 41, we see that the disciples were able to rejoice even after they had been whipped and jailed for their faith. It's a story in the Bible that's always just struck me kind of odd. You know, I've always gotten a lot of encouragement from that story. Why? Because Jesus told them that when they were persecuted for their faith, that their reward was going to be great. You can read about that in Matthew chapter 5, verse 11 and 12. So even in the midst of those terrible circumstances that those disciples were subjected to and being whipped and in that jailing experience, those disciples were able to experience joy because they chose to allow God's truth to shape their perspective. When we allow God to shape our perspective, He will do the same for us. The Bible tells us that blatantly, that we have that full control. So what about you? Do you experience joy like the disciples in your walk with God? Despite normal moments of heartache and difficulty, is there a resounding joy in your heart, in your life, that just bubbles out of you regardless of what you go through? Or do you feel a lack of joy day in and day out? Is it a constant state of depression that you live in, a constant state of, I'm never going to get out of this mess, it's going to constantly put a cloud over my head. How does it work for you? How do you perceive your joy level that you have in your life? Perhaps you've even struggled with suicidal thoughts or depression. That's where a lot of these come from. Whenever we have these thoughts in our minds that we want to harm ourselves or end our lives, we've not allowed God to come in and we failed to let him put the joy there that needs to be there. Does true joy seem like a myth to you? Do you believe you can ever experience the fullness of God's joy? When you sit there and think about it, is that something you think will never happen? As incredible as it may seem, it's just another example of the fullness of the life of God that He wants to give you to experience. We just have to make the choice and allow God to come in and be that joy to us. The next one I want to talk about is peace. With all the ups and downs in life, when it seems like there's just so much busyness going on and all the noise of all the things that we go through on a daily basis, peace can seem to be very difficult and hard to come by sometimes. Yet in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, it says this, that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This verse tells us that regardless of how we feel about it, there is a peace available to us through Christ that is so strong that we'll never understand it. It will surpass any and every understanding that we ever have in this life, no matter how educated you ever get. It's way above and beyond all of that. Can you imagine a peace so powerful that you can experience it even when the circumstances of life are opposite of peaceful? It almost seems impossible to even imagine that could happen. Even when everything in life is falling apart, God is still able 
to impart his peace into you, regardless of what the circumstances may be. When life seems unbearable, God can provide a peace that will guard our hearts and our minds from the fear and the anxiousness and the things that threaten to completely envelop us and overwhelm us. A lot of these times we get into these funks in our life and we feel like, you know what, I, I give up. I can't handle this anymore, and there's no way that I can do this. And, he, and you're right. There is no way you can do this if you're trying to do it on your own. We have to allow God to come in and to bring his peace and his joy into the situation and allow him to help lead and direct us in the path that we need to take. You know, think about Paul and his companions. When they were singing praises in that prison after they had been jailed, if you look in Acts chapter 16, verse 24 and 25, um, you can read about that, that story. Clearly their peace was not dependent on their circumstances. This is the kind of peace that only God can give. If I'd have been in that jail at that time in prison and been beaten, I probably would have been scared to death, thinking, you know, what in the world's going to happen to me? Where am I headed with this, you know? And they were sitting there praising and worshiping God because of that peace that God put inside of them. I have experienced this truth firsthand when in the past God has called me to leave my job and go into a profession at a radio station. It is a ministry and it's a nonprofit. And when you think about working for nonprofits and working for ministries, those can be very unsecure positions sometimes. And those kind of go on donations and you know sponsorships from people. The people that truly believe in what you do as a ministry keep you alive and keep the food on your table. But I knew within my heart that if I was going to go stronger and stronger in my heart, that I had to obey where God had me and where he was putting me. He was taking me out of a solid paycheck every week from a big company that I knew was as long as I kept my work ethic up and I and I kept them happy they were going to continue to give me a paycheck and here I was going into the world of the unknown but when I did that the anxiousness that I had inside of me God took all of that away he put a piece in there uh, for myself and my wife to know that I was making the right choice and the right decision and he's taken care of me after all, his word is full of promises that he will provide all of our needs. I realized that I needed to alter my perspective so that I could walk in this peace that he's already had made available to all of his children. I began to fight the fears that I had of you know, not having a good solid income or you know, being able to provide for my family by spending time in God's presence and pouring out to my heart to him in prayer, meditating on the promises that he's given me that he's going to provide, the promises of his provision in my life. After a few years of working there now, I have seen how he has just transformed my life and my, my wife's life tremendously and this, this walk that he has me in. And I've seen it change so many lives and it has given me uh, that joy inside of me and it's given me the 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 capabilities of being able to do stuff like this podcast and you know the blog that I have and all that kind of thing he's put a calling upon my life and it's given me the strength that I've needed and the courage that I've needed to step forth and fulfill that calling that he's put upon my life so in all reality the probably one of the biggest miracles that God has ever given me is this peace that he's put upon me so when we think about this peace, do you consistently experience a peace that passes all understanding? Do you struggle with anxiety? Do you struggle with fear? Do you struggle with not being good enough? Do you struggle with not ever being able to come out of these dark places where Satan has drugged you 
and you've tried to fight to get out of them and these addictions that maybe you have in your life and you never seem to be able to do that? Or does that sound completely foreign to you, having a peace in your life, something that you'll never be able to obtain? Do you find your peace being swallowed by worry throughout the day? Perhaps peaceful is the last word you would use to describe your life. Is that you? If your life is lacking peace, I want to give you this little bit of encouragement. True peace really is available to you. Can you imagine living a life with God in which He transforms your perspective and provides you with a lasting peace? I promise you, He will do it. And His promises is He will do it. And His promises trump my promises. So try it and see what happens. Dig into the Word in your prayer time. Just pray for that peace that God can give you that will surpass anything that you could ever imagine. And He will do that. So as we close today, what's the deal? The Bible clearly says that we should be experiencing love, satisfaction, freedom, joy, peace, all of these things that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks and the countless other good promises that we're not even going to discuss. We're going to stop with, with peace on these promises. God has promised us all of these things so that we can have an abundant life through Him. When our lives look different from those promises and we don't see that stuff taking place in our life, the thing that you may find yourself asking is, what's the problem? Why am I falling short? Is Jesus out to lunch? Is God's word no longer relevant? Is, you know, some of those questions, have they, they crossed your mind before at times? The simple truth is that God's promises are as real today as the day was that he made those promises. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you believe the word and you believe that, as, that the Bible is God's holy word and that it was truly inspired by him through spirit-filled people, with ink pens in their hands, then you should know that God never changes. Our circumstances change. The things that we go through in life change on a second-by-second -second basis. And those changes can be good or they can be bad. They can build you up or they can totally destroy who you are. But the whole reality of it is Jesus never changes. The problem that we actually have to think about in all of these situations if we don't have these promises applied in our life, the problem is us we are the ones that are stopping that from happening. Is it any wonder that we don't experience God and His promises when we choose to remain at camp? As we talked about in the first couple of sessions, we put this campsite on this mountain and we're going to stay in that campsite if we choose not to move forward in Him and follow through what He's called us in our life to do and toss these things off of our backpack. We're going to be staying far down that mountain and never make it up this mountain of life to the pinnacles that we were talking about last week of the goodness and the gifts that God has for us because it's, it's our choice. We decide if we're going to move forward in the peace, the freedom, the satisfaction, and the joy that He can give us. Our lack of experience with God's promises has everything to do with the way that we respond to that call He's put upon our life to follow Him. Jesus called us to lay down everything that keeps us from following Him. When we respond with obedience, we will reach heights where His promises await. This is the only way to experience all of His good promises. Everything about your experience with Him will be determined by your daily response to that call that He's put upon your life to follow Him. Are you truly hungry to experience more of God? Can you sit there and think about your life right now, where you're at, and all the circumstances that you're going through with the busyness 
that might be going on with your friends and your family. Maybe your kids are in sports. Maybe work's just putting a big load on you. Maybe you're having more time running around with your buddies and your friends on the weekends instead of going to church or on Wednesday nights instead of going to church. Um, you know, all that stuff that happens every day. Where is your hungry level? How hungry are you for an experience with God? If you're truly hungry, it is my prayer that as we go through the rest of this discussion, the Great Divide, that your Christian walk with God will be going from average to the extraordinary place that He wants us to be. He has so much more in store for us that we could never experience it all in a lifetime. All that is necessary is a heart willing to follow Jesus wherever He leads. And I hope that's you. I hope wherever he wants to take you, that you'll sit there and say, God, I will follow. Well, that's all for this week. Hope you guys got something out of these last couple of weeks. Uh, next week, we're going to start off a different session of our study, The Great Divide. And it's going to be a good one. So I hope you guys will join me. As I said before, please share with anybody that may benefit from this. And my prayer is that God will minister to you, that he'll minister to those around us, and that all of us together, as we walk this walk together, that we'll all draw closer to him and be better Christians like we've never been before. My website is connectingthegap.net, so please check that out. My email is there if you'd like to contact me. Um, so that's available to you as well. And please check out my blog. I love you guys, and I want to thank you again for joining me this week. And I will talk to you next week on Connecting the Gap.